0: Welcome to the Legacy Investor Podcast. This show is dedicated to empowering and educating faith-driven investors, entrepreneurs, and business owners through commercial multifamily real estate investing. I'm your host, Isaac Lewis, and I really hope you enjoy the show. Today we are honored to have Ian Kaylor, the 17-year-old founder of Level Up Lifestyle, as our guest today. Ian is a rising star in the world of social media marketing with a passion for inspiring and impacting his generation. He's also bold about his Christian faith and how it has shaped his entrepreneurial journey. We'll talk about Ian's inspiring story and learn how he's changing the world one social media post at a time. Ian, thanks so much for being on. It's good to have you.
1: Thank you so much, Isaac, for having me on this podcast. I'm super excited for and honored for this opportunity that you have given me.
0: Of course, of course. So let's go ahead and dive in and just learn a little bit more about you. Tell us about just who you are personally and just what you're kind of doing with business.
1: Well, right now I do social media marketing. So I have like a church client that I, I make reels for and stuff. And so really in a social media marketing, I'm kind of in the field of sh- more short form content. So like TikToks, Instagram reels, YouTube shorts, that kind of space. And so that's what I specialize in. And then I'm also trying to get into more of speaking as well, like using my brand Level Up Lifestyle to leverage and grow my own personal brand. And then really, I have a lot of vision for that company Level Up. And I'm super blessed and honored that God's given me like that brand at such a young age. And I have such a strong vision for the company in the future.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, that's great. And you're local to Boise, Idaho, correct?
1: Yeah, uh, correct. Yeah. Boise, uh, I, Idaho. I, yeah, I abide in Boise, Idaho.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. So you've created quite a large and impressive following for yourself at a young age. How did you really start that and become interested in social media? And how did, how did that journey begin for you?
1: Well, I love telling this story. So appreciate you asking that. So it all started last year. I got really into reading books. Right now I'm 17. Last year I was 16 years old. And so I loved, I fell in love with learning and educating myself. And so one of the books I happened to stumble across because I would go to my local libraries and I just look around at all these books and stuff and I pick up books and just, I just really indulge myself in trying to grow in wisdom. And so one of the books that I ended up reading was Gary Vee's book called Crushing It. And that whole book was talking about the future of social media and how you can use social media for your business or for your brand and like the importance and future of video content, how it's going to continue to be the future. And so me reading that, it sparked a light in me because I used to have this passion for social media and for YouTube and all these different things at a very early age when I was like, eight years old, I actually made YouTube videos and like edited them and posted them. And then once I got into that little like 10 to 12 age range where you start to care what people think about you, I completely stopped, Uh, you know, I deleted all the channels and all the videos and stuff and uh, completely stopped that. But then when I read this book, I realized that I still had those editing skills and those that that same mindset that i had from creating these youtube videos and so i thought maybe i could start something again and i honestly i can't tell you where i got the name level up lifestyle like that was just i think something i don't know it was a thought and i was like that's a cool name i'm just gonna go with it but i started the instagram page initially and I, uh, it was just inspired by seeing other pages where they'd post like podcasts or sermon clips. And I thought, you know, this is an easy thing that I could just start and get back into the area of posting content and posting uh, videos and stuff. And so I started a YouTube channel for it. Then I started an Instagram. And so I started learning all these different things about short formatted content how to edit the captions and how to put music behind it again and i was relearning all these different editing things and all these editing tools and that just re sparked that passion for content creation and then i saw how quickly you could build an audience and how really once you have a system for it it's so incredibly easy to do it and so what ended up happening was i started posting on youtube and posting on instagram Wasn't getting much traction on there. But then I decided to start a TikTok. And in my personal opinion, I don't really post on TikTok anymore because of how big the Instagram page has gotten. But the easiest platform to grow, if you just want a following of people as quick as you possibly can, TikTok is the way to go. It's probably the easiest way to get organic reach and organic followers. And so I created a... Page on there for level up, and I was posting on YouTube, on Instagram, and TikTok, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a TikTok ended up blowing up. Got like, uh, I think it was of Patrick Beck David or something, and it was just a short clip from a podcast he was on, and it ended up getting about, I think, around like a hundred thousand views, hundred fifty thousand views, and then it grew. Uh, I quickly grew ten thousand followers off of that post on TikTok, and I this was like a month or two of me getting into this space and so I couldn't believe that I couldn't believe you could grow like this so quickly through these utilizing these platforms and so I started I just kept grinding away on TikTok posting these videos I completely stopped with Instagram for a while and then same with YouTube and I just focused on TikTok and then it was uh, eventually the results were kind of dwindling on TikTok they were kind of remaining the same and then I got enticed to go back on Instagram And so I started posting the same videos I was posting on TikTok, started posting them again on Instagram, and I was posting consistently. And then it was uh, October of last year when the page on Instagram just completely blew up. I never would have thought it would get as big as it's gotten now but I had about, I probably had about uh, maybe 20,000 followers on TikTok at the time when I posted this one reel on Instagram of this lady. I'm blanking on what her name is, but she, it was a TED Talk she did on Grit. And I posted the reel, didn't think anything of it. It was just another video that I was posting. And it was about probably a week after I posted the video, it just, took off out of nowhere. The algorithm got a hold of it and just started throwing in at people's uh, pages and stuff. And people saw it, people were sharing it. And all of a sudden it got like a million views in a week. And it was unbelievable to me. And then it just didn't stop. It just did not stop growing. And now it's at like nine million views. And so that page or that post completely blew up the page because then other people saw that that post and then went to the other posts and then other posts got millions of views and all these different things. And then the page just slowly grew off of that. And so from October to December was just an incredible season where the page grew from like, I can't even remember like the number, maybe like 10,000 followers on Instagram all the way to 100,000 just in that short period of time of me staying consistent. And then that one post blowing up me getting that audience of people and then continuing to stay consistent with it.
0: That's incredible. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I, I love how you said in the beginning you started at a young age and you're just posting on those those little YouTube videos. How do you think that uh, that impacted your ability to launch again in the future when you're older? Do you think that created some limiting beliefs about around your ability, or do you think that helped you kind of like have the confidence to launch launch your social media platform again?
1: I think it gave me more uh, a semblance of confidence because then I later found out from reading more books that a lot of uh, your purpose can be sometimes displayed in those younger years before you start caring what people think of you. Like the things that you're just naturally kind of good at, talented at, or the things that you just naturally like fall into and you just want to do. And for me, that was making YouTube videos and editing and posting them. And just, I just had a blast doing that. And so um, I think that gave me more confidence knowing that this was already a skill set I had a little bit of experience in. I didn't know a crazy amount of editing, but I knew like I could do like a a tad bit of video editing. And then once I got back into it, it was pretty easy for me to pick back up the skills that I had developed back then. And so I feel like it gave me a lot more confidence uh, when I relaunched.
0: Right. Yeah. I can imagine just that background giving you a little bit of an edge of being able to just tackle those videos. Cause I know some people are very terrified of being on video or hearing their voice out loud. So I think that's cool that you were able to start at a young age and kind of get some practice in that. You you mentioned Gary V's book and I haven't read that book. I need to read that because I I love Gary Vee. He's a legend, but in terms of uh, social media for business. What are your thoughts and what are your kind of ideologies in terms of business growth and using social media to boost that? Whatever business it might be in, how do you see social media playing a role in that and kind of what are your thoughts on that?
1: Oh, that's a great question. I personally think that we live in a time now where everybody is on their phones. Everybody's on some sort of technology and we have the ability to utilize that. We have the ability to utilize all these people that are on their phone, Scrolling on social media and you can easily grow pretty much any business, any ministry, any podcast, any personal brand super easily as long as you post consistently and as long as you post shareable content that people will want to share to their stories. Cause that's how that's how posts blow up on Instagram that I found is you know, I'll post on level up, I'll post a, a video of, of Jordan Peterson or something saying something cool, and then people will want to share that to their stories. And then that gets that post gets shown to their followers, and then their followers see the post. They share it to their story, and then it creates this just huge, massive funnel where posts just continue to to be shared and continue to be uh, shown to more and more people and a, a broader audience.
0: Hundred percent. Yeah, I like that, and I think I mean, as you said, social media is going to become more and more and more prevalent. It already is very, very prevalent in today's market, today's society. So I think that's great. And I think I'm curious to kind of get an idea of what you envision, like the perfect content, I guess, if that makes sense. Like uh, a lot of people listening are into real estate who are listening to this podcast are into real estate, whether they're trying to get in or they just like hearing about it, or they are actively investing in real estate. What kind of like... I guess, content would you recommend in terms of trying to grow their business? Is it just, like you said, consistent content no matter what? Or is it specific type of content, video, not video, both? Just kind of like some ideas around that in terms of, yeah, business growth.
1: Yeah, I think like for real estate specifically, if I was building sort of real estate audience, I number one... I would look at what the top real estate agents, you know, what do their social media platforms look like and try to replicate some of the content that they're doing on their pages, whether that's, you know, walking through different homes or you do want to have some posts that show your personality so people see that you're a very trustworthy person that you would want to do business with. But the number one thing is to like I said, go see the the top people that are in your business in your niche and go see what they're posting on their their pages, on their brands, on their businesses. See what they what kind of content they're making and try to replicate it on your own page. Don't copy them, but try to get inspiration from multiple different sources so that your page still looks unique. and still looks like it's its own brand. And it's not a copy of somebody else. And then the second thing that's really important is when you do post something on social media, have the mindset, of would I share this to my following? Like try to run through the mind of somebody who is gonna see that post, see that reel on their feed. Like if I was a random person scrolling on social media, would I want to share this post to my story?
0: Yeah, and a very specific target audience that you're looking for, looking through their eyes of like, would I view that if I was them um, or would I enjoy that? And I love what you said of just like, copying them, but not ripping them off. But like, you're not trying to recreate the wheel here. You're not trying to reinvent the wheel in terms of content. Like there's a lot of people who put a lot of money into creating really great content. It's not that complicated. Just use kind of like their ideas and put it in your own words and put the content out. That's great. I love what you talked about consistency. You kept saying consistent social media. What kind of consistency Or what does that look like in terms of social media posting? And just give us an idea of like, what is some good consistent practices for posting on
1: social media? Well, that's a great question. I think with consistency, you want to create some sort of schedule, some sort of posting schedule that you can maintain easily for at least a year. Let's say whether that's posting once or twice a week, even as long as it's better that you do that, it's better that you stay consistent posting once or twice a week than trying to post 6 times a week but then only doing it for like a month or two. You're going to have better results if you stay with the you stay consistent and you post once or twice a week for a year than if you try to force like 6 posts out in a 2-month span.
0: Totally, totally. Do you think that consistency is more important than quantity in terms of, or maybe consistency over quality? So if you were to decide, okay, am I going to be able to put out, like you said, two or three times a week, but it it may not be very good quality because I'm just, I don't have the time. Is that okay, even though it's consistent or is there, does there have to be a balance with that?
1: Well, yeah, in my case, I think quantity will turn into quality. So when you're first getting started with the social media game and stuff, you want to be posting as much as you can, even if it's garbage content, just to build up that quantity of you're learning the skill, you're learning how to post, you're learning you know, and building that audience. And then the quality will come as you continue to to post and make videos it's like with level up if you you can go back and look at the page and you can go back and look at my oldest posts and they're terrible i didn't know what music went with certain types of uh posts and what didn't i had like a bad font for the captions and then the the captions have like three lines of text and stuff and it's just little things like that that you uh can tune up as you continue to improve with each and every video, it's a very long process with the skill of social media. It's a long process.
0: 100%. Yeah. And you are a believer. This podcast is for more of the faith driven investor mindset. Not everyone listening may or may not be a believer, but it's more dedicated towards that. How, kind of like, what does your message look like? for you personally and your brand when you're putting out a message and what might that message look like? And then how do you kind of implement your faith into your business personally? And also when you're working with clients, how does that kind of connect there?
1: Well, yes. So my personal goal with the reels of me speaking and with the reels of level up and stuff is I'm, I'm trying to evangelize through these, these platforms because like we were talking about earlier, it's so easy nowadays it's easier than ever to grow a business and it's also easier than ever to evangelize and reach as many people as you can through these platforms and so that's my goal my goal is just to continue to educate young people of my generation that are lost that are hopeless that don't have a purpose that are depressed and anxious because I was there, I was in their shoes. And so I want to help those young people find Jesus, find God, find that purpose in their life so that they can live an amazing life that God wants for them.
0: That's great. I think that's really powerful because it's very evident that God has given you a platform to use that for. And it's very evident that you're just going to keep on growing because God is going to use you and continue to use you to grow that platform, to be a witness to others and just to really share your testimony. That's really awesome and really um, commendable for for doing that. In terms of, you mentioned working with some clients, some churches, what kind of, does that look like trying to grow their audience so that you're really creating a better brand around those churches? And, or is it You're trying to create more followers to get them into the building. What does that look like in terms of of growth?
1: Yeah, so one of the people that I make content for is a uh, life church boise that's on eagle road it's just by the village it's one of the biggest churches around here in boise and i make the reels of pastor mark the senior pastor there speaking and really my goal with that is to reach people not only you know i'm kind of doing a little bit of both i want to reach people that are lost that wouldn't go to boise that are are around the world in different countries or here in the united states but are across the country people that will see that video and to give them that message and hopefully they can digest it and then be impacted by it because a lot of people they won't go to a church service they won't sit through a sermon but they're open to the concept of god the concept of christianity so when they see a short reel a short message from our pastor that can be very impactful because they could see that and be like oh wow this church thing actually isn't as weird as i maybe thought it was and then also it is for the fact that when people do come and visit boise and they're looking for a church and they see oh live church boise let me see what their instagram page is oh wow they make really cool reels so it's kind of hand in hand both it can for churches or any sort of ministry work like you can use social media to evangelize to those people that obviously can't come to your church or you can use the social media to get more people to your live stream that they could watch online, but then also you can utilize it in a way to where your church looks more attractive to people that are, you know, moving here to the Boise area or people that are looking for a church around here.
0: I like how you said that they're able to really digest some of that content from the comfort of their own home and without having to actually, I mean, maybe there's a lot of fear around, oh, it might be intimidating to go into a church building and to, or even to click on that hour long sermon that they don't know if they're going to enjoy it or not, but they get a little taste of what it's like and, and you're able to provide that for them and kind of get, get a little taste in their mouth of what maybe Christianity or, or God or the love of God might be. And so I, I think that's really cool and a great way to introduce some people who, like you said, are open to it, but just don't know really the next steps. They're able to kind of digest some of that. That's awesome. There's a lot of talk in, in the world and just in different circles about how like social media can be harmful or can be a detriment to people's minds, this, that, and the other and take it what you will. But like, how do you as, as a believer, as a Christian kind of help combat those negative effects of social media to change it for the better? Is it just the, the certain type of content that you create is just going to be more uplifting than than draining or what does that look like?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I was actually talking about this with a friend of mine the other day, and we were talking about this topic of social media being bad and it being a dark place and stuff. And we both came to the conclusion that the Bible says that we're supposed to be the light in the darkness. And so we as Christians, as believers, we have the ability. To utilize this platform and be that light in that darkness while other people are hating on each other while other people are posting all this stuff that's not good content that's depressing that's sad we can be the light in that darkness and we can post encouraging stuff we can love on each other using these platforms and we can post encouraging stuff the other thing is i know a lot of young people that are my age that They social media is terrible for them because of what they consume. And so I think it's important, not just for us believers, but also for anybody to really have the mental maturity that when you scroll through Instagram, when you scroll through these apps and these platforms, YouTube, TikTok, really be conscious of the things that you sit and meditate on. And really be conscious of what you are consuming on a daily basis. Like, and that goes down to like the music you listen to, the, the, uh, just the messages that you listen to and the things that you consume on a daily basis, just being very mentally aware of that. I think that's very powerful. And if young people could be more aware of that, the messages that they are continuing to meditate on, I think there'd be a lot less depressed young people, a lot less anxious young people, a lot less suicidal young people. And really, our society could grow in such an amazing way.
0: Totally. And there's something powerful about just the awareness of that. And I think you're doing a great job in terms of bringing awareness to maybe the, the negative aspects of social media that might be causing negative impacts on someone's life. But also, I feel like there's often a cycle with the younger generation of who are trying to combat that are like, They'll, they'll go through a week or two and just feel really burnt out and depressed, this, that, and the other in terms of how they feel. And then they'll delete Instagram altogether or social media. They'll go a few weeks and then they'll redownload it. I think what you said is could be really powerful in kind of stopping that cycle is simply being aware of like, what are you consuming? Because you hear all the time like it's social media is a tool. It's like a hammer is a tool. You can hurt someone with it or you can really build something beautiful out of it. Same thing with social media. I like what you said of just being aware of what you're consuming and maybe it's unfollowing people that are not uplifting you. Maybe it's removing certain content or disliking certain content. That's really cool. That's really good advice and I think that's powerful in terms of, especially the younger generation, as we are more in tune with social media or engaged or addicted, if you want to put it in those terms, but that's great. I want to talk about a little bit in terms of you, you're a younger guy, you're killing it, but there's also probably a little bit of the limiting beliefs around being a young entrepreneur. Can you talk to us? Because we're, we're very much about being vulnerable and just learning from each other. especially limiting beliefs, maybe talk a little bit about the limiting beliefs that you've had to overcome. Uh, Maybe it's too young or not qualified, this, that, and the other. And really just what are those that you're overcoming to build your business?
1: Yeah. I mean, I still feel like I'm still overcoming a lot of those limiting beliefs, just that kind of being this young entrepreneur and, and, and trying to build this business and create this vision that god's given me you can kind of fall easily into the trap of i need to prove myself to all these people i need to i need to have this chip on my shoulder and i, I need to prove my worth to all these people and stuff but then i always fall to the aspect of what God says about me, like that's what matters. Nobody else's opinion about me matters. It's what God says about me. And so that kind of limiting belief with that. It's like I do have struggles a lot of times with uh the business and with like just I do have a lot of doubts. Like every week I do go through a lot of doubts about like, is this going to happen? Can I create this? And then I and then I always have that thought in me that's like, yeah, whoa, like slow down you have a lot of time ahead of you and there's these visions are gonna come true if you continue to stay consistent and you just continue to let yourself rest. It's kind of funny, I've been studying the concept of envy a lot recently and a lot of uh, young people I know can struggle a lot of times with comparison and envy and it's kind of funny because envy is so dumb because you, well, let's say I'm comparing myself to somebody who's very successful who's the same age as me, but is like way more successful than me. I don't have to deal with the problems that that person has to deal with because everyone has their own different problems and their own different circumstances, their own different situations. And so everyone has to deal with their own different things. And you comparing yourself and being envious of somebody else is really debilitating yourself and is really taking away the gifts that God has given you and installed into you and when you get away from that comparison and envy mindset and into more of a gratitude mindset and live in a a a world where you're grateful for just everything that has been given to you you can break away from pride you can break away from envy that's one thing that i i honestly really struggled with and it wasn't until recently that i i really uncovered that that pride like i deep down like had a sense of pride after building up level up there was a a deep semblance of pride in me and it took me really reflecting on myself and my actions to really find that pride and then to get the chance to actually humble myself and it's I'm grateful that God gave me that chance to humble myself before he had to and so just living in that gratitude mindset can keep you away from envy and pride and all those limiting beliefs that come with it
0: yeah and in comparison does no one any good. It only just inhibits your own growth because everyone's on their own journey. And I love what you said about the, um, just being grateful for what God has given you, because you could very well be, like you said, prideful about a hundred and something thousand followers. That's, that's a big accomplishment, but really understanding like, how did you really get it? Okay. It's coming from God's blessing upon you. And, and you're able to kind of center yourself And, um, yeah, I just want to acknowledge you for really the growth that you've, you've had. I mean, you're 17 years old, you're killing it and you're very mature for your age. And so I want to, I want to give you kudos for that. And just terms in terms of your dedication to growth and dedication to just making yourself better and a better human being overall. So that's, that's awesome. I always kind of in the, in the podcast with a book or two that you recommend and I, and you mentioned, uh, The Crushing It book. Any other books that you would recommend to the audience for just either social media, faith, business in general, whatever it is?
1: Oh, yeah. I got to think about that one. I'm looking at my bookshelf right now, seeing if there's any that I could pick out. I mean, one book specifically for young men. And well, yeah, I mean, any guy could read it and take a lot from. I got it from a uh really just random bookstore i found it and i was like this seems interesting i read it and it was completely life-changing it's uh understanding the power and purpose of men by uh miles monroe he was a old preacher back in the day and that book is just full of so much wisdom i literally could not believe like every time i picked the book up and read it it was just like i'd get some new life-changing gem through it and uh the biggest things that he talks about in the book is the six designs that god placed in the man like he designed us to be a visionary he designed us to be a leader He designed us to be a teacher. He designed us to be a cultivator. He designed us to be a provider. He designed us to be a protector. Those are the six aspects that he talks about in the book. You know, he talks about how to be a good father, good husband, you know, if you're either of those. And the book is just a great book. I think every man should read that book. Another book that I would recommend, I gotta think about that one. I think the two books besides the Bible, of course, the two books that probably changed my life the most in my like early days where I was just getting into reading, the first two books that I read were Rich Dad Poor Dad and How to Win Friends and Influence People. And so those are two books that probably everyone's read, everyone's talked about. But if you're a young person and you haven't read those books, Or if you're older and you haven't read those books, go take the time and the hours and digest those books because those are uh, amazing books that, you know, radically changed my life. How to Win Friends and Influence People really opened my mind to, like, how to actually be a good friend, how, um, because I really, back when I first read that book, I really struggled with making connections with people. I was just super socially awkward and I couldn't connect with people really. And after reading that book and implementing the stuff Dale Carnegie goes uh, about, talks about in that book that really changed the way I connect with others. And then Rich Dad Poor Dad was the book that kind of got me into reading because I, it was the first book that I read and I was like, wow, I actually saw the power of reading because I was like, wow, this knowledge that I just read on these pages actually has changed my life. And um, that book is very amazing book for any young person to read about money and about investing and uh, the difference between assets and liabilities and all that stuff. Um, So those are two great books that I would recommend. I'm trying to think if there's any more I'd recommend besides those. I mean, you can do a lot with those two books. So Yeah, yeah. no,
0: th- those are definitely classics. And if you yeah. have not read those, you got to read them. I'll link those in the, the description, the show description. Ian, it's great to have you on. What's the best way for listeners to get connected with you?
1: You can uh, go follow me on Instagram. My Instagram is just Ian, I-A-N underscore Kaler, K-A-H-L-E-R. It has my uh, email and number on, the, on my Instagram profile, And then also my brand Level Up Lifestyle, you can find on my personal Instagram as well, but it's level underscore up lifestyle underscore. So those are the two ways to reach me.
0: Amazing. Yeah, I'll link those in the show notes as well. Guys, Ian is killing it in the social media space and just really making a change for good. If you need help growing your business or church following, social media presence, whatever it is, and you want to work with Ian, reach out to him. Yeah. And so, uh, thanks for being on Ian. Really appreciate your time, your wisdom and yeah, we'll catch you all guys on
1: the next one. Awesome. Thank you.
0: And that's the show guys. Thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode of the legacy investor with Isaac Lewis. I really hope you enjoyed the insights and the wisdom brought to you today on the show. If you found value in this episode at all, please consider just leaving us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback actually does help us improve the show and reach more people with our message of creating a legacy through empowering and educating people through real estate. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And thank you again for listening. And I'll catch you next time on The Legacy Investor with Isaac Lewis. Thank you. i